Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to Black Wall Street USA for Thursday, April 15th, 2010, with your host, Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. This is Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com, and I will be Mr. Carter's co-host for this second. Black Wall Street USA is on the air every Thursday evening at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time, right here on CBBN on Blog Talk Radio. We want to thank you for being here today and for sharing in this opportunity to serve African-American businesses across the nation by calling in and being part of the solution. We appreciate all of you who listen to us live and those who check us out later in the week by listening to our recorded shows. You can visit our show page at www.blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn and simply click on the show link and you can listen to any and all of our shows right online. Don't forget to pass our show information on to your friends. That is how we grow. That is how you grow. If you have a Blog Talk Radio account, please take the time right now to make us one of your favorites. We appreciate everyone who has done that, and we get some good feedback from these shows. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. Our call-in number is 347-326-9477. The chat room is open. Leave your company information and your website links in the chat room. Press the number one if you would like to speak to our host or one of the guests, or if you just have a comment. You can listen to us through your telephone, or you can listen to us live on blogtalkradio.com slash cbbn. Now, for the past two weeks, we've had some great shows as we discussed the state of black businesses in Chicago. Our guests have been Ms. Robin Kelly, who is running for state treasurer here in Illinois, Mr. Eugene Delanato, whose organization brings us Black Pages International. We want to see that venture grow for Eugene. Last week, our guests were Mr. Arnest Dancy, president of the Inglewood Black Chamber of Commerce here in Chicago, Larry Powell, president of the Larry Powell Agency of American Family Insurance, and in business over there on 99th and Western in Chicago. If you knew the REMAX and the ERA over there, that's Larry Powell and Rhonda over there for more than 20 years on 99th and Western. And Lanyi Marsh, who you may not know, but you should know, because she is a community activist with a heavy history in Illinois, and she has some heavy connections in the film and television industry. Unbelievable. You should know her. And as we bring our host to the show, we want to ask them to reflect back over these, these last couple of weeks and give us a summation of what his take is on the state of black businesses in Chicago as we move forward on the national scene with a visit from Ms. Doreen Taylor from Atlanta's Black Wall Street District, and hopefully a call-in from Ms. Anita Lofton from the newly formed San Diego Black Wall Street. I just want to say a little bit about Doreen Taylor, and then I'm going to bring our host on. She cur- she's currently specializing in the healthcare industry. For many years, she's been involved in fundraising, voter registration, uh, Green Company Chamber of Commerce, as well as the NAACP, from which she has received several awards for her service. She is currently building a conglomerate of all types of businesses, networking and reaching out to others, and we certainly want to hear uh, what's going on down in Atlanta. But first, let us welcome our host, Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. How are you this evening, Ron? How are you, dear? 
I'm doing great, doing great. Uh, great. Tell us what's going on with Black Wall Street. Well, we are uh, planning for our Summit 12 that's going to be on May 22nd, and then we're doing that as a prelude to the National Summit that's going to be happening here in Chicago on August the 20th to the 23rd of this year, 2010. So the agenda is packed, and Chicago have to put on a nice show as uh, people from around the uh, the country will be coming to the first annual Black Wall Street Summit Conference uh, that's going to be held here. And as we do that, Black Wall Street, Chicago, has kind of spread its wings uh, uh, very wide to the point that we started off with a Black Wall Street district on 75th Street here in Chicago. We moved on to Madison Street on the west side of Chicago. Then we moved back here on uh, uh, Stony Island on the far side, far south side of Chicago. Then we came back to the Bronzeville community in Chicago, and now we're spreading our wings all the way to Gary, Indiana. Uh, the task is big. The momentum is strong. The spirit is there. Uh, and more than the spirit and the drive that a lot of our people have in pushing this agenda, we are very focused on the need, even to the point that each one of our districts are we're looking at opening up satellite offices on 75th Street, Stony Island, and definitely will be Madison Avenue and uh, the Gary, Indiana. Uh, but as we focus in on the districts, there still are other initiatives that we are involved in in sustaining increasing black businesses from addressing the lack of black contractors to the uh, whole question of black versus minority as we engaged in integration during the uh, 60s. So our agenda is broad. The focus is very narrow in what we want to do and with the frustrations and cries coming from the Black Wall Street of Tulsa, Oklahoma, we are definitely on the train moving forward to sustaining and increasing black businesses. So I'm feeling good about where we are. And as you know, as you're working as uh, our coordinator for the uh, summits here in Chicago, the agenda and the task is packed. So, yeah, we got a lot going on. I guess one thing, uh, as you introduced uh, uh, a, a summary of Doreen Taylor, I am proud to say that Doreen was the best marketing person that our newspaper, South Street Journal, has had. So it's a pleasure as we begin to have Black Wall Street USA to uh, cross these borders of land with the Black, uh, Chicago Black Business Network blog talk radio that give us that extra communications that we desperately need in bringing the focus nationally to sustaining and increasing black business. So, yeah, we got a lot going on. And even with the uh, the, the show we have, that's going to prove any even more uh, what we have going on. So yeah, we're moving, Sonia. You know it, you feel it, and you're involved in it just as well. 
I am. I'm knee deep on right. <laughs> you are. Knee you are. And you know it's going to get deeper. But that's the it challenge is. where we got to go. It is. That's right. It is. It is a great challenge. Uh, and I'm up for I feel like I'm up for And as far as Doreen, uh, Mr. Carter, yeah, she said you keep trying to get her up, back up here to Chicago. She had that discussion with me, too. But you would help oh, you yeah. talk about that. Yeah, she said you keep trying to get her on back up here. But uh, oh, she's yeah. doing great things down there. We're going to talk about that. Also, uh, I want to mention a couple of things that are going on. For our listeners, if you want, uh, we are in the midst of this national conference, which is scheduled for August 20th through the 23rd. And internally what we're saying and we're going to be saying it to the nation, August 20th through the 23rd, all eyes on Chicago. So we want you to be a part of this. We want you to come over starting now to the meetings uh, every Thursday morning. You you can call us. It's 312-624-8351 if you'd like to attend a committee meeting and be part of what's going on because that's where we're going and that's how we're going to do this. There will be all eyes on Chicago in August on Black Wall Street. Absolutely. Absolutely. Let me before we go to our guests, let me just tell our listeners you tune into Black Wall Street USA with Blind Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, and I'm Sonia Purdue. Our call in number is three four seven three two six nine four seven seven. The chat room is open. Uh Ron, as we'll say, so many things are happening. Let's just give I'm gonna give them a little update before we go to uh Doreen. As you know, seventy fifth Street has been designated as a Black Wall Street district by the state of Illinois. And our members are absolutely our members have volunteered to go over there on Sunday Street on Saturday morning, which is the seventeenth, eight thirty AM. They're gonna be over there volunteering in a part of the city of Chicago's clean and green campaign. That's this Saturday, 8.30 a.m., 8, 8 a.m., they're meeting at Brown Sugar Bakery, 8 a.m., get up get up on Saturday. Brown Sugar Bakery is located at 328 East 75th Street. That's Stephanie Hart over there uh, in the heart of Black Wall Street. Now, Frederick Williams, if you'd like additional information, you can contact Frederick Williams, and this is his number, 708-955-7273. But there's nothing that you need to do. Get up, go over there, clean up the street, and let's keep it clean. And let's teach our children how to keep it clean. It's not only the children, it's the adults too, but I'm going to move on from that. But anyway, go over, there and, go over there and volunteer and uh, be part of the solution. And they're going to have a, a little cookout over there too. They're going to be selling some Black Wall Street oh, yeah, T-shirts. And the, uh, that's right, Black Wall Street T-shirt, Limbs, one of the uh, best-known barbecues in the uh, in Chicago will be there serving some of theirs. Uh, so we're going to have a joyful time, and uh, and and in the spirit of uh, helping to maintain Seventy uh, Fifth Street is also the beautification, and that beautification is putting some of those muscles in and cleaning up that street where it needs to be. So we feel good about what we're doing here. Absolutely. That's part of the Black Wall Street reach out, and you're going to see more and more of that as this organization grows, and it is growing, and we need you to be part of this agenda. Next, I want to point out, Mr. Carter's getting busy, Southeast Chamber of Commerce Breakfast on Tuesday, April 20th. That's that's next week, Mr. Carter. You want to tell them a little bit about that? 
Well, I feel honored that they are asking me to uh, speak at their uh, their breakfast, their business breakfast, which will address the uh, the state of black business. And as uh, I do so, I think that it is uh, very profound that they ask for me to address that type of topic, and and, and in doing so, uh, uh, the Stony Island. Uh, the Southeast Chamber of Commerce is part of the Stony Island Black Wall Street District. So I believe that uh, to, for me to be asked to make that presentation, they are ready to move forward in the focus of sustaining and increasing black businesses. And with that, there was going to be some awards for some other uh, people, the uh, the aldermen of uh, Alderman Harris will be making a presentation on the state of the ward. So I will be doing a state of black business. She will be doing a state of the ward as it relates to business. So this uh, movement of Black Wall Street, uh, which is, again, not necessarily the name for a particular organization, but a theme that we are carrying out through the streets of Chicago and on on the national agenda uh, in sustaining and increasing black business. So I'm very honored that they asked me to address their uh, membership and uh, focusing in on where we are here in Chicago and not only where we are, but what we're doing to where we need to go. So it is definitely something that I encourage we all, you know, they're here in Chicago and those that will be visiting to uh, come next Tuesday at the breakfast meeting on um, uh, at the uh, CVS uh, High School. And that's going right off 87th Street and, and Jeffrey, in which we will be there taking part in their agenda as well as they are focusing in on Black Wall Street agenda. Absolutely. And let me just give them the details of that event, Ron. That's the Southeast Chamber of Commerce breakfast on Tuesday, April 20th, and the guest speaker will be our own Ron Carter discussing the state of black businesses, continuing our thing from the past two weeks. And we can't talk about it enough. We need to talk about it some more. And I want you to know that Chicago Vocational Career Academy, 2100 East 87th Street. That's from 8.30 a.m. to 10 a.m. They're almost sold out. Tickets are $10, only $10. Are you supporting supporting that school? And the students will be preparing the breakfast. Are you supporting them? Call 773-734-0626, for details. I'll see you there. We also, we're not finished yet, Ron. It's going on. The reception. Yeah, it's going on. The reception leading up to Economic Mm -hmm. Summit 12, Summit number 12 is coming up in May. So we got the reception going on April 30th, 7 p.m. to 12 to midnight. Let's put it like Mm -hmm. that, 7 p.m. to midnight at the offices of South Street Journal located at 445 East 35th Street. I'll give you the uh, plug for it, but I'm going to let Ron tell you about it, really. We usually have about 150 people there. Our guest speaker will be Mr. Martin Strahan, Program Director for Community Assistance Programs. Now, if you want to know about jobs and putting Illinois 
back to work, you should hear his presentation. Uh, and we're going to give our applications that night for Correct. this program. You should be here. If you are a nonprofit or if you own a business and you need employees that are state or is it federally funded, Ron? Federally funded. It's federally funded. It's uh, the labor at no cost courtesy of Barack Obama's stimulus program, and that's the source of the funding. Absolutely. You should be there. We will have applications and be able to answer your questions. Don't wait till it's over, people, and then come and ask the questions. Ask it now. It's not lasting forever. Also, Jan Lindsay, who is the first African-American female to launch an exclusive religious wine label in the world, will be with us that evening. Jan hopes that you can join her at the Black Wall Street reception. Uh, she'll be here from 7 to 9 p.m. for a wine tasting and a wine signing. There will be entertainment, food, special presentations, a raffle, uh, about 150 people or more, and you should be here. You want to add anything to that, Ryan? Well, yeah, we're also going to be having a presentation by each of the Black Wall Street districts of 75th Street, Madison Street, Stony Island, Bronzeville, and hopefully from Gary, Indiana. Uh, along with that, there will be raffles, and I have to say by yours truly, I will be auctioning off some of my artwork and prints. And then again, Son, ah. you, you remember we're going to be having that live radio interviews from uh, the Chicago Black Business Network uh, that will be on there. And we'll have that dining catered by Thrills on the Grill by our own uh, Shirley Henderson, and most importantly, we're going to have you be present, the uh, the general public. We invite you to be part of it, as this here is also a fundraiser where uh, Black Wall Street is going to be opening up its 75th Street uh, satellite office on 75th and Cottage Grove. So these are also funds that can help that initiative as well as prepare us for Summit 12 and on May 22nd and moving on to the National Summit. So this is going to be a great evening, and, you know, we have a very good time. You know, we, what they, how it's called, let your hair down. So even though we're there <laughs> taking care of business, networking, uh, we get pretty party full at the same time as we get loose and get to know each other, take care of a little business, but at the same time let the spirits move us as well. Um, I don't know how much we can say that with Jan's wine, well, that's a spiritual wine, but uh, there will be the spirits of the uh, other part, too, that's going to keep the uh, momentum going, um, enjoying our reception for the uh, opening of the office and the summit of May twenty second, 2010. Absolutely. And uh, I think we'll give them a break now. I don't know how I forgot our broadcast. Yes, we will be broadcasting Black Wall Street USA oh, yeah. live from, the, from right. the reception that night. Now, how I forget that? I, I have know. no idea, but, but hey, <laughs> it's going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. 
Absolutely. Well, we want you to come out and be part of sustaining and increasing black businesses. And uh, that's not all the announcements we have, but we'll give you a little break right now. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with our host, Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago. I'm Sonia Purdue, founder of Chicago's Black Business Network.com. Ron, uh, why don't you welcome our first guest who has so been, been so patiently waiting for us to complete our announcements? Is this uh, my dear lady, my dear friend from working as the advertising and marketing manager for South Street Journal, has moved on to Atlanta, who we've been in contact with uh, based on her departing from Chicago to Atlanta for the last, whoa, uh, last close to 15 years. Is that the fact, uh, Doreen? Has it been that long, 15 years, Mom? It's been 1993. No, no, 96. 96? I Chicago in 96. 96, okay, all right. But since that time, we have been, uh, the time that you worked for South Street Journal, from the time that you moved to uh, Atlanta and our continuous communication based on you keeping up on South Street Journal and on Black Wall Street, to the point that our paths have come again to talk business. So how are you doing out there in Atlanta? Well, I'm doing fine, and I'm about 72 miles to 100 miles from Atlanta at this time. Mm -hmm. My concentration is in middle Georgia, okay? Um. And I just have to say I'm just flabbergasted with the progress that you have gotten since the inception of the whole Black Wall Street. When you brought it to the table to me and expressed what you wanted to do and and how it progressed so rapidly, I am just like, wow, you know, Chicago is like up and running and doing its thing. To hear the stuff that's going on in Chicago, I would only hope that Atlanta, can be in the procession behind you as rapidly as, you know, you guys have taken it and to the level that you've taken it. And one thing that I I was impressed in hearing tonight was that it wasn't a a racial tone involved in it, like as you explained, that Black Wall Street wasn't about color, to an extent, it was more so about mindset and economical struggles among the blacks to get them to a level of uh, 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 maintaining for themselves in the future. You know, mm-hmm. it, it was it was uh, really deep to hear that, what I've extracted out, what you're saying, and where you're going. Now, what I've done so far in respect of Black Wall Street is that I specialize in dementia and Alzheimer's. I have a home health care company. For so many Mm -hmm. times I've tried to get and train people with a new mindset of how to take care of people within their home that's afflicted with Alzheimer's and dementia. But so, so many times, you know, I just, like, might as well just bump into a wall because the (laughs) attitude and and, and the desire and stuff is not there. But what I have been able to do was to take the smaller business that relate and link to my business in some degree, like hair care, uh, 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 cleaning company, uh, lawn care company, doctors, and also nurses, 
and, and, and manufacturers to network under one umbrella. Okay. But, right. well, let me uh, ask you, what, when we look at Atlanta, Atlanta is what percentage black? Oh, um, uh, what, uh, 75% black possibly? Okay, and what is the uh, the racial um, the, ra- the racial of the blacks in business in Atlanta? Can you address that? No, I can't tell you that offhand. When I lived in Atlanta, uh, it was pretty. It was almost fifty-fifty down there one time. They Where as far as uh, blacks in business? Yes. And I have mm-hmm. asked some friends of mine in Atlanta that is in business to join us. To, to, mm-hmm. to address that because I could not fulfill those shoes at this moment, okay? Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a little distanced from it and haven't been as active as I should be. I'm mm-hmm. like middle Georgia, and I wanted to correct Sonia and say, no, I'm not in there. I'm in the Greene County area extending the wings for the black uh, Wall Street, mm-hmm. such as the fact that, Ron, you know I was buying a building so I could have – several different types of business in there and bring in the colleges and stuff like that to help them learn businesses and how to not become right. a family. Right. And as mm-hmm. the family got involved, and the next thing I know, it was either get housing to, 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 to house my family or do the building. My heart is out helping the family. So, but that's Okay, well then, right. So where is the, uh, where do you, uh, or how do you assist the uh, the state of black business where you are now? Where do you um, feel as though it's at and where it needs to go and what needs to take place to make it go there? Well, what I think is we need, in, in where I am in middle Georgia, what is needed is uh, exposure. There's not much exposure here. Let's say that Black businesses where I am are back in the 60s, you know. They exist, but they're not going to uh, be front forward with it. They're, they're, they're like, quiet and, um, you know. Do they have a, uh, is is there existing business, black-related business organizations there? No, we have the NAACP here, and that's why it's so vital to have the black Wall Street here. You have a mentality where some of the blacks here feel that, you know, we're not capable of having viable business and getting out there and being exposed and fighting. You know, when you look at the Chamber of Commerce, you may have maybe about three black businesses involved here. Mm-hmm. So, oh, with the uh, the nature of Atlanta, I would, uh, I, and I have to admit, uh, the only time I only drove through Atlanta, but I never stopped to really visit. But I will uh, take the assumption that because of the high percentages of blacks in the city, that it will reflect the uh, a growth pattern for black political empowerment that was spread through the uh, uh, the surrounding counties. Is right. that the case? Oh, yes, that is the case. Now, they, they have a lot of black business. They have the black, uh, black pages. They have, they have a, they have black, they have a, they, they have 
astral amount of black business. Well, what would you think Atlanta. is the uh, based on Atlanta, huh? Yeah, but based on that nature, what could a black Wall Street actually contribute to that? Oh, it can contribute a whole lot. It can give growth, economical growth. It can uh, 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 bring change, some more change into the city, open up new doors and avenues and windows for people to, that were scared to get out there and do a business, they will probably more so get involved. And I also think that it will keep the money, the economics in the community, which we don't see. When we have businesses, we take our money and spend it somewhere else instead of within a, a neighborhood. And if we have sprouting neighborhood where there's a concentration of black businesses that's viable to the community, then you will get the power. And there will mm-hmm. be the black consciousness of the shop black, you know, eat mm-hmm. black, black things. Mm-hmm. Because currently right now, Atlanta is spread out with a lot of black businesses. It's so big and so vast that they have lots of black businesses there. But in one concentration, it's not. Oh, okay, so is is there a particular area or street in there that can be designated well, as West such? End. Pardon? The West End. There's a place called the West, the West End. West, West End? West End, yeah. That mm-hmm. When I was living in Atlanta, it was dominantly black-oriented. Uh, a lot of Muslims had um, seven-day events, had businesses there, okay? Mm-hmm. And I... And my last exposure to the West End, uh, the last time I saw it, it had a concentration of businesses, but not as much, black businesses, mm-hmm. it's not as much as it, sh- it could have, you know. Mm-hmm. Banking is still white, um, a lot right. of oriental, and some black mm-hmm. uh, restaurants, but there are a patches mm-hmm. of black businesses. That, that well, in that area, do the um, uh, is there a focus of you know as Chicago is a matter of who you know in order to receive a substantial parity of government contracts? Is that a uh, a fair uh, representation regarding uh, the contracts from the city? Uh, Atlanta, uh, based on well, if you're looking at it as 75% population, is the um, blacks receiving 75% of the contracts or are they receiving um, 8% like Chicago? Well, Ron, it's a new day. We do have a black uh, mayor here, okay? And I don't know, he just changed uh, shifts with Shirley Franklin. Now, I don't know. It, well, let me put it this way. Atlanta, as long as I've been living in Georgia, it has been who you know and the complexion of your skin as to where you get and what you get out of Atlanta. Is that it? Mm. Well, then. Now, um, we got our first dark mayor as 40, since I've been here for 40 years, okay? His name is, uh, so maybe the complexion is changing, okay? I, now, are you speaking of Atlanta, or are you speaking about the county where you are? No, I'm talking about Atlanta. Oh, okay. We just got our first dark-complected mayor, okay? 
in the 40 years that I've been in Atlanta, the, 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 the tone of uh, Atlanta has been light complexion. The, the lighter the complexion, the better the control and what you can get out of the city. Mm. Okay, I was surprised to uh, hear that. I thought that it had a real dominant uh, position when it comes to parity based on the population, but that's not necessarily the case, as I'm hearing from you. No, no, it isn't. Mm. Okay. But, you know, it's quiet as it's kept. Now, I might be on the, excuse my language, the shit. <laughs> Do we have do we do do we have beeps, uh, Sonia, or we don't? It's too late, huh? I'm sorry. It sounds like they they beeped it already. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a beep. They <laughs> <laughs> well, probably are beeping already, but you know, this is my personal. Okay, I'm sorry, uh, Doreen. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry about that too. But it's what, what I've seen, what I during the years, and it's been always um, control. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like who you know, not what you know. Right. You know. So and you talked to um, uh, Michael Carter, our national president, uh, national right, chair of Black Wall Street. What came from the conversation that you had with him uh, from Oakland, California? Based on the um, the the concept of having a Black Wall Street there. Well, he wanted, uh, as far as Atlanta's concerned, he never Correct. never spoke on Atlanta. We spoke on where I currently live. He had okay, which is there. okay, Greensboro, Georgia. Oh, okay. I'm sorry because there is a uh, person in Atlanta. There is a Black Wall Street in Atlanta. So you're speaking of uh, an additional Black Wall Street not far from, uh, okay. On the outskirts, right. Middle Georgia, as I said. He assigned me Middle Georgia to deal with Middle Georgia, okay. Mm-hmm. What is the, so what's the, uh, the demographics there of uh, blacks? Well, now in Sparta, Georgia, it's 99.9% black, okay. In the city in which I live in, it's like 75 to 85% black. Now, the ratio of the business is like 3% of black businesses here. Oh, my gosh. Y'all got a lot of work. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you all have a lot of work. That are here are, are very quiet. Mm, that's um, not even city or, or state um, a funding or... or, or percentage of uh, city contracts or anything like that. So then is the, uh, based on that ratio of blacks of having approximately about 3% of the blacks when they're at least 77% of the population, what other ethnic group uh, is dominant with businesses there? You hear a tone of silence? Pardon? You hear a tone of silence? Uh, yeah, I did. Oh, that means that zero? I mean, what, what do you say? <laughs> the only other ethnic group here are Latino. Are, are Latino. How do they represent as far as business ownership there? Not much. And if they so the so the basically Caucasians dominate the uh, the business in in that area. 
how many um, signs do you think was in people's yards? Well, even with how many signs that was not in people's yards, did the people still vote for uh, uh, Obama? We didn't win here. I mean, we they Atlanta hands down took it, but the community in which I live in and represent did not. And that's the seventy-seven percent black population. No, ninety-nine percent black population. Wait a minute! It's a ninety-nine percent black population. Excuse me! Excuse me! Let me me see. Seventy-five percent of the the city is black. The county has about um, 85, possibly 90% Caucasian, European. Okay, the city is 77% uh, black, but the county is about 90% Caucasian. Right. Okay, so Obama lost based on the county, but did he lose from the city as well? Well, the county and the city votes together, okay? Right, that yeah, but the county, the city the city is in the county, but overall the county lost, but did the city but, but now, voting okay, lose? Okay, did he lose now, from the city votes uh, as well? Let me put this differently. There is, you know how New York, uh, New York has boroughs, right? Correct. In Green County, we have something that's called like boroughs as well. We have... Uh, uh, um, uh, Siloam, we have Union Point, we have um, Greensboro, we have uh, oh some other, I guess I don't know if Lake Oconee now is a part, a difference. However, Union Point slammed dunk with the president. Green mm-hmm. County, I mean Greensboro, I don't even if they came in, I can't, I can't quite quote whether they came in or not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whether they had a good rating or not, or whether, I can't, so, I don't remember, let me put it this way. Well, what do you think would need to happen for the uh, black population there to feel the spirit and the meaning and direction of a black Wall Street? What is it that they will uh, need to feel, or in some instance in black communities, there's a crisis that ignites a movement. Does it need to be a crisis to ignite a movement, or is there a spirit that can grow slowly to ignite a movement of sustaining and increasing black businesses there? Okay, I would think that it would have to move slowly, and I laugh, Ron, because nothing, if something reunites here, okay, we have about one or two fighters here, okay, and that's about it. And then their fight is controlled by somebody else, okay. Their fight is uh, set up by someone else who says, yes, you can do this amount of fighting, you can do this and you can do that. You take it back to the community and you deal with it within the community. Do you understand where I'm coming from? Okay. Well, look, we're going to take a break, um, and after the break we want to continue our conversation with uh, uh, Doreen Taylor, who we, we're going to keep you there, but we definitely would like to draft you back to Chicago. Uh, so we're <laughs> 
that freedom, that, that black freedom does not exist here. All right. So, uh, Sonia, back to you. Great. You're listening to Black Wall Street USA with Ron Carter and Sonia Perdue, co-host for this segment. We're on the line with Doreen Teller out of uh, Georgia down there and uh, with a great conversation on the state of black business down there in her county where she lives. We're going to be right back after these, after these messages. Thank you for joining us.
We're back, and you're tuned in to Black Wall Street USA with Mr. Ron Carter, Chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago as our host. I'm Sonia Perdue, founder of Chicago's BlackBusinessNetwork.com. Join us today and touch the world. That was Sylvia Frederick singing a friend from her recent CD, Sister Under God's Construction. You can visit Sylvia's page on our site, and she has some great songs on that CD. Give her a call to sing at your next event. The instrumental that followed was Judah with Get Up. If you would like your music featured on Black Wall Street USA, simply drop us an email and send us an MP3. We'll be happy to play it. Just one more announcement before we go back to Ron and his guest, Ms. Doreen Teller out of Georgia. CBBM member Sylvia Frederick is an inspiration and a great entertainer, as you just heard. And she invites you to attend the second annual Hat and Glove Inspiration Breakfast hosted by her company, Fed Up Productions, Saturday, April 24th, 9.30 a.m. to 12 noon at the Power Circle Center located at 9350 South Chicago Avenue. You can contact Sylvia at 773-616-4297, 773-616-4297. You can also check the events section on Chicago's Black Business Network.com for an update. Our caller number is 347-326-9477. Uh, we're going to go back to Ron and I guess. But, Ron, before we go back to Doreen, we know that this is Harold Washington's birthday, and I'd like to really ask you and Doreen, how do you remember Harold Washington? <laughs> oh, if I can uh, jump on that, um, I remember Harold Washington when I first had a meeting on his office when he was uh, – and uh, when he was a congressman, and I sat right next to him, and we was talking about public housing, and he let his hair down, and Doreen, what you said on the radio was nothing compared to what came out of Harold Washington's mouth when he got mad. Uh, he let it out. He let me know that he was a, uh, a down-to-earth uh very astute. Everything that everybody said about him, I witnessed that part of him personally, as well as his roots from the hood, to the point that I remember the day that he died, that uh, tears came to my eyes, um, the same way uh, tears came to my eyes when uh, Barack Obama won the presidency. So it was a... A, a, a very uh, a major loss, uh, but it was a loss that was not necessarily needed to happen based on of all the good things about Harold Washington. His political organization was not intact to carry on his agenda. Uh, Harold Washington normally said he was going to be the mayor forever, and people believed him, and as people believed him, there was no backup to just in case that he did pass. So of all the great things that people have said about him, I had my opportunity to meet him uh, personally and worked on his campaign, and uh, I think that uh, when Harold 
Washington passed, we looked at him as there'd never be another. Then all of a sudden Barack Obama uh, came on the scene. So there are many of us that are Harold Washingtons and that can do what Harold Washington did the same way that what Barack Obama did. It's just mainly of, of timing and focus, but even as Barack Obama has uh, set the, the black historical uh, uh, landmark uh, for the nation, uh, Harold Washington did the same. As the whole world put their eyes on uh, Barack Obama, I witnessed the whole world putting their eyes on Harold Washington becoming the mayor of Chicago. So I can go on and on, but uh, Doreen, what's your comment on Sonia putting that bold, big type of uh, question to us? My sentiments are the same as George Ron. I have. I thought he was a great man and a very powerful man, and I like his uh, his whole attitude of of his office. I like the way he carries himself and how he stood for uh, his conviction. Right. Does it take a, what I heard you say about the the, the economics and the business uh, mindset that's happening there, would a spiritual, uh, a spirit-minded individual such as uh, Harold Washington, would that be too much for there? Is that access for too much as far as changing the uh, the mindset. It's hard to say. We had some very strong people from Louisiana that was down here, and I saw it as a part myself. I watched them, and 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 movers and shakers do their thing, and they were ran out of town, okay, because they didn't conform. Oh my gosh! <laughs> do you think they'll run me out of town? Uh, oh, do you think they? you think they'll run me out of town, Andre? Oh yes. What's so funny, Ron, is for years I said, Ron, bring the paper down here. Have I not said that to you? Yes, you we have. We need a black paper down here. It is crucial, okay? But it never happened, okay? I'm not that literate to create a black paper myself, okay, with black news, black interest, black language, black, you know, creativity. I don't have that, and and, and I don't have the suave touch to motivate, excuse me, a lot of the people down here because I speak another language. I walk to another drumbeat, okay? My... My outlook and perspective of life is like a nurturing sort of situation, my brother, to the next level. It's not the crab attitude. It's not suppressive. If anything, I want to reach into, <coughs> excuse me, into the barrels and take them out and put them on the next level. Just as I said, the conglomerate that I'm helping, I'm, I'm financially helping these people as well as mentally helping and and putting people in contact with them that will give them business per se. However, 
that attitude is not the one that's down here. Um, they just changed that attitude in Atlanta, but the South is different than the North and the Midwest and the, your major cities, okay? This is middle Georgia compared to Atlanta. Atlanta is a little more upscale with the mentality. Uh, but when you go to Chicago, concentrations of Chicago, Philadelphia, New York, L.A., it's a totally different mindset among blacks. They have that, you know, reach out and touch and bring to the forefront, help lift everybody up, get something going, have an economic stomach and get the networks going. Whereas in middle Georgia, we're about maybe 10 years or 15 years behind the mindset of lifting the next person up. Oh, we'll lift you up in church, that's for sure. You take us to church and we'll be brothers and sisters and we'll do this church thing. But when it gets out of church and you you you, you, you got somebody in the business, that ain't going. That ain't, it's it's not they're not they're not set that way. And I think my personal opinion is that because of the length of time they stayed suppressed here in Middle Georgia as opposed to mm-hmm. the major cities being able to spread their wings without conflict, knowing that uh, Mr. Man is going to put my son in jail just because he, he registered to vote or he voted or he walked across the street this way. You know, profiling and those sort of things still existed up to about three years ago down here, you know, more magnitude that normally would be in the city, okay, like uh, compared to Atlanta, compared to the middle Georgia. So, Well, with that, uh, with that attitude, with that chase of black, uh, uh, I'm sorry, with that chase of South Street Journal out of town, based no, on the nature of South I Street think, Journal? I, what, what, I think, what I think would happen, what I think would happen in time, in time, it will Penetrate. I mean, there's going to be some knocks and bumps and, and some turnarounds and stuff like that, and you're going to be alienated by both, probably. But then I believe, you know, with time, with time, the people down here might come out of their cocoons and, and support you, okay? Mm-hmm. Without, without hiding, without going into, you know, being proud. That, that's what I see that's different than uh, in Atlanta versus here. Here, you can walk in Atlanta, you can walk around with Obama shirts, you can, you know, have Obama signs. Here, you don't, you don't dare have Obama signs. You don't dare walk around with Obama shirts on too much, you know. It's, it's the, the way of the time. Is that a physical uh, harm or is that a economic harm to do something like that? What, to to to, to the people? Yeah, right, to it walk around with an Obama T shirt on. It well it would be it would be a destruction to you. If you had any type of business going on here and you were flamboyant about who you supported, it would not be a noble thing for your business to flourish. You know, well, you know, it seems as though. Give me. Get, what's the name of the t- uh, the city again? <laughs> You'll be ostracized, huh? Yeah. What's the name of the city again? Greensboro, Green County. Green County. So, what is it? Surrounded by a bunch of Ku Klux Klan or something? No, 
Well, 77% black, that they are surrounded by a Ku Klux Klan, that they will be uh, intimidated to have a Obama T-shirt on? I believe that they're intimidated because of previous things in the past. Okay, I believe that they're... How far in the past are you referring to? I don't know. I've only been down here 10 years. Okay, I've been here 10 years. Mm-hmm. And 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 you 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 don't walk on eggshells down here, you know. You don't speak your piece for the for the repercussions that will come back at you. I guess freedom of speech. Who knows what's going to happen to me tomorrow? <laughs> you know. So I are you seriously <laughs> looking at? Are you seriously looking at your initiative of a Black Wall Street uh, there? Uh, okay, I'm not scared. I, I I would love to see one here. I think that it would it would develop it. I think that the people in key positions down here, for example, if in fact there was a Black Wall Street down here, there would be more businesses. We would get the brothers off the street that are selling drugs and doing drugs some an avenue to to, to I mean something to do. Right now, you know, we there's no Nothing's here for blacks mm-hmm. to, to, to get business or to elevate. The only thing here, the only economic stimulation here is fast food restaurants, McDonald's, Zasty, uh, Wendy's. Uh, uh, there's two hotels here, motels, something like that. But there's nothing else that would 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 would, would render employment. So the uh, uh, so what the residents do, they go outside of their city yes. to do their shopping. Yes. Well, yes, most of the time uh, to the next county, um, the next county, but, you know, you know, the major stores here are called so, Walmart. Uh, that's your big store. <laughs> that's the big store. So would you say that there is a market for small businesses that oh, can yes. compete with a Walmart yes. based on yes, convenience? Yes. Yes, it is, because you know what? This is one of the richest counties in the United States. We have we have three presidents that have homes down here. I mean, presidents of the United States. Three presidents mm-hmm. have homes down here. Mm-hmm. And, and it's separated. There's the lake, and then there's the city, and Green County. A part of Greensboro, and um, it's like the railroad track. You cross over the railroad track, you got billion dollar homes sitting over there. You go on the other side of the railroad track, you got fifty thousand dollar homes, um, uh, two grocery stores that uh, not you have the Ingles and the Moons. The Moons is, mm, but the Ingles is a reputable one that has a, a chain throughout the United States. Lots of change. Moon is just a single, single uh, uh, store. But, but mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is that we could, as blacks here, can do so much here. There, there is a whole lot that blacks can do in Greensboro as far as business is concerned. They mm-hmm. can open up uh, uh, um, uh, trade stores, things like. 
showing people how to make T-shirts, T-shirts mm-hmm. stores. Uh, they can they can do a lot. They are so, it's endless what they can do here because they're very talented people. But to me, they're suppressed. Okay. Suppressed. Well, what we're gonna do? Um, we're we, again, we're getting ready to close our show out, Darlene. And as doing so, as we uh, move toward the uh, the Black Wall Street uh, Economic Summit and nationally here in August, uh, you will be here. Is that correct? I will be there. I will be there. Okay. And then I think that probably what I will do is to talk to the representative in Atlanta and maybe I need to take a, uh, a a trip down there to see if I get chased out of town or not. <laughs> you know, just to kind of get a little feel. And then maybe at the same time, you have brought it to my attention that uh, we need to have an extension of South Street Journal down there uh, based on the demographics that you have expressed but the other part of it is the, um, you know, the advertising uh, source would be uh, maybe a little dismal based on the uh, uh, the lack of black businesses there. But we will uh, look at those type of uh, possibilities of, again, the South Street Journal there as well as be coming there to see what type of way we can uh, filter a, the concept of Black Wall Street. Uh, with that in mind, Doreen, can you uh, give us a, a closing of the, your direction and the direction that you see that what Black Wall Street nationally need to uh, focus on? Well, uh, Ron, I, I always see a bank that can go a uh, 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 black bank that needs to be situated in every state that there's a black Wall Street set up. We need a bank, okay? We need um, a link to all the businesses. I even thought about having uh, a, um, a, um, a stock under black Wall Street that can support our black businesses, okay? That's my focus and my envision of how to strengthen the economics among black small businesses is to have, you know, a major bank that we can fund our funding through, put our revenue in, and also have a stock that we all put in with. I mean, I could see a future like that uh, uh, for Black Wall Street. Well, then we definitely want to uh, pursue it and see what we can do. We're going to communicate with uh, Michael uh, Carter and see how we all can maybe uh, get down there and and, and put some uh, stuff in action without the threat of this city boy coming there thinking they're going to uh, uh, change the ties of uh, uh, this suburb or county of Atlanta, Georgia. So I want to thank you, uh, Doreen, for coming on, and I'm going to get back with you myself after the program so that we can uh, get ourselves catched up on where we are and what we got to do. So with that in mind, uh, Sonia. 
Yes. Thank you, you so much, Doreen. Thank All you right. so much, Doreen, for joining us. Quite a diverse language. <laughs> you didn't scare me, but uh, okay. uh, you're speaking the truth. Thank you for uh, the revelation down there out of uh, Green County. We, go, we want to hear some more about this in a follow-up show. And uh, great show, great show, some great information, some interesting dynamics here. And just another example of how Black Wall Street is growing. Now you're going down there to Green County, Georgia, Ron. Oh, yes. Oh, and, yes. Okay. What we're going to do, we're going to close out with the sex preacher, one of our favorite people. And... Uh, Doreen and Ron, I want to thank you. I'm going to close out the show now. We hope to talk to you. I'll talk to you tomorrow, Ron. And Doreen, we hope to talk to you very, very soon. You have a great evening. Thank you. Good night, all. Good night. Good night. This is Sonia Perdue. You've been listening to Black Wall Street USA, and that was Ron Carter, chairman of Black Wall Street Chicago, signing off there. Uh, We're going to close out with the sax preacher and uh, with Mr. Magic, and the reason that we uh, we featured a song first uh, last week, and we're closing out with him this week because of all the things that he does in the community. That's Minister Raheem Atan over at the Temple of Mercy Association, and we always want to recognize him and give our support to him for all that he does over there on 79th Street. He has the Everything Black Store, and if you haven't been there, I think he's over at the 2400 block east on 79th Street, then you should go there and support that store and that effort. He's reaching out to many, many young people, and he does it through the support that we give him in the community through that store, and you should be over there. And I wanted to uh, add a little, one of the young men from the Temple of Mercy stopped over at the board meeting today, Lashin Tama, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he stopped over, and he gave me one of his pluggers for an event that he's having tomorrow night. And I want to share that with you because they put out a lot of effort. He's a poet. He has CDs and everything. He's having an event. Numian Entertainment is his company. Uh, He's having a poetry reading, Poetry Slam, Blazing Poetry Night tomorrow, which is Friday the 16th from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. That's a lot of poetry, isn't it? 3276 West Columbus Drive. 3276 West Columbus Drive. That's a 79th and Southwest Highway. And for more information, and for tickets, you can call 773-817-1715, That's tomorrow evening. That's how we give support to our young people. Once, once again, we want to thank Doreen Teller from Greene County uh, down there in Georgia with some of those revelations. Uh, Sound like we went back 10 years there, didn't we, uh, with some of the things that we said. And we want to thank Ron Carter for uh, taking the time out to be with us this evening once again. Great show. Tune in next week. Don't forget to call in. And thank you so much. Please pass our link around. And remember uh, to listen to us every Thursday evening right here. Have a great evening. <laughs>